Today I'm going to start on something that really my mother said. I just thought about it earlier this morning. I remember what my mother said to me. She said to me when I was a young teenager and I was doing some things I really shouldn't do and hanging out with some people I really shouldn't hang out with. I don't know. Y'all never did that, did you? Especially if I was going with a young lady she didn't like. But my mother said to me, Alan, she said, you're bound and determined to ruin your life. And that's the first time I ever heard that statement. I just thought about it this morning. I'm going in a different avenue, but I'm going to explain it to you. My mother was wrong. I wasn't bound and determined for that. I was just bound and determined to find out who I was. And that's a major thing. We need to learn who we are. Everybody say bound and determined. So when we look at the word bound, it means headed or intended to head in a specific direction. I'm bound. I'm going in a certain direction. Or it means confined by bonds or tied. And I like that. I am tied to an idea. There's things you must be tied to. Tied to my family. Tied to different things that I want to accomplish. Tied to a thought. Tied to a way of life. Tied to success. Tied to a great relationship. And this is the most important. Tied to Jesus and his ways. That's what bound means to me. Why is this important? Why is it so important? Why are we going in this direction? Why are we talking about it? Why? Because if you're not bound to something greater than yourself, you are bound to obtain less than or fall short. Bound and determined. Everybody say that again. Bound and determined is a way of life. And bound and determined is a way of describing, watch this, I'm giving you definitions. Bound and determined is a way of describing determination. It shows that someone is more determined than the average person to achieve a goal. That's what it means by definition. People who feel this way that are bound and determined are extremely motivated and will work hard to do whatever they are bound and determined to do. They'll work extremely hard. So what, in short, what does it mean then? Extremely motivated. I'm extremely motivated. Nothing's going to stop me. Nothing's going to hinder me. Nothing's going to turn me back. Fear's not going to turn me back, Pastor Kenny. Murmuring's not going to turn me back. Complaining's not going to turn me back. The lack of of response in the house of the Lord is not going to turn me back because one day the Holy Spirit is going to call people from the east to west and north and the south and they're going to hear his voice. So I'm not in any way discontent. I'm bound and determined to see the glory of the Lord in the house of the Lord. I'm bound and determined to see the glory of the Lord working in your life. So I say in order for us to live a productive life, we must be bound and determined in making proper life decisions. It starts there. Proper life decisions. Well, what's that? What's that? Watch this. Either we will press forward or we make a decision to do nothing hoping for a better life or a better outcome. Did you hear what I just said? 
Either we will press forward with the spirit of being bound and determined, or we will make a decision to do nothing, hoping for a better life or a better outcome. And I'm going to tell you, you're going to be waiting a long time because it's not going to happen. It's like somebody I used to know, they don't come to church anymore, but they used to sit at home and pray for a job. And so I asked them, you're praying for a job? Yes. Have you put out any resumes? No, I'm trusting God. (laughs) Well, have you ever trusted God enough to send something out so people can see it? It'd be like you doing some real estate work and saying, well, I'm just praying. I'm going to sit at home and pray, you know, and you never put out a sign. You never do any calls. You never do nothing, but you know God's going to do it. No, God's not going to do it. God's expecting you to do something. He will empower what you do. God does not empower laziness. So you're going to make a decision. Neither you're going to go forward, you're going to go backward. It's up to you. Looking for a better outcome. So you either will or you won't. You either will or you won't. And there could be a whole line of things there. You either will be healed or you won't. And that decision, whether you believe it or not, is all up to you. You will either be blessed or you won't be blessed. All up to you. He said, no, if it's up to God, it's the God in you. I'm not going to stop and preach right there. Either you will or you won't. The outcome is all on you. Don't blame Randy. Don't blame Pastor Kenny or Pastor Mike. Don't blame Bishop. Don't blame us. The outcome's all on you. What do you mean? It's your decision. It was your decision. So don't be upset with the end result because you caused it. You made the decision. See, I choose... To be bound and determined to those things that bring productivity. That bring growth. That bring excitement. That bring creativity. That brings where your mind opens up, Peggy. Where your mind opens up. And you start to see things differently. Hear things differently. How many people want to hear in the Spirit? Well, if you want to hear the Spirit, you have to be bound and determined that you're going to hear it. Whatever you want. From God, you better be bound and determined because I'm going to tell you this. Follow me carefully. There's one thing I know. The enemy of our soul is bound and determined to stop us. But I'm bound and determined to bind him. I want those things, those uh, things that bring productivity, that bring wholeness, that brings completeness. I'm bound to those things that accomplish the destiny God has provided for me. That's what I'm bound to. Now watch this, Randy. Just because I'm bound doesn't mean it'll be successful. Until I have made up my mind and become determined. (laughs) Like the old pit bull. When a pit bull makes a determination to bite down and hold on to something, you can swing it around by a rope. It will not let go. That's the way I feel. Sometimes you've got to bite down and hold on and not let go. Whatever it is that you need that you're wanting from God or you're wanting to see happen, you bite down and you don't let go. You hold on. Like Job, and Job you read, though he slay me, yet will I serve him. I will not let go. I will not let go until I walk, not look at, not hear about, but until I walk in the promise. 
I want to walk in the promise. I'm tired of people preaching about the promise and talking about the promise and telling me how I'm going to get the promise and writing on Facebook how all these great things are going to happen to me by tomorrow if I'll just respond to them and say amen or oh me. And I'm going to tell you none of that's going to happen until I am bound and determined that what God has promised me, I'm going to walk in. I'm not going to hear about it or read about it. I'm going to live it. I'm going to walk in it. Everybody say, I'm bound and determined to walk in it. You can watch TV shows on, on productivity, on creativity, or, on, or, or on, uh, on finances, or you being successful. That doesn't mean anything until you do it yourself and walk in it and live in it. I'm practical. Very practical. When people tell me, look, just believe in God and trust in God and he'll make you a millionaire. I'm tired of hearing that. God will give me what I need when I need it. He'll supply my needs according to his riches and glory. He didn't say nothing about anything else. He said, I will supply your needs. Now, it may be $5. It may be a million dollars. But whatever that is, he knows what you have need of. And he also knows what you will do with it when you get it. I could tell you a little story about, a, about, about a, a, an old church in, in Texas. My, my Uncle Hardy used to tell this story. And this really did happen. They got in there and started praying and talking about if God would do something miraculous for them, that church would never suffer. It was just an old, you know how those old churches look, one shotgun thing. Boy, they'd never want for nothing, man. They'd have the best of the best. And guess what happened? They all hit oil. So after that happened, someone that heard all that drove up there about a year or so later, and the church was vacated, and there wasn't nothing but two old vultures sitting out there on a sign. And the news is this. They may have been bound and determined, but they were bound and determined to have it their way and forget God. See, they weren't bound and determined to do exactly what they said. Here's the way I'm made. If I make an oath... I swear to an oath, if I say I'm going to do something, it's going to happen just that way. I'm going to do it. Why would you do that? Because a man is only as good, or a woman is only as good as their word. You don't have to sign a contract with me. If I, I mean, if it's for me, you have to understand, when I shake on it and say it's done, it's done. My daddy taught me that. And I'm bound and determined to pay it. Someone said, you don't need to pay that person that. What? I said, oh, I have to. Why? Because I said I would. So you have to understand with you, this spirit of being bound and determined, you will paint the picture of your life. Whatever it looks like. Whatever that picture comes out, you will paint the picture of life with what you allow or disallow. You'll paint that picture. It can be grotesque or beautiful, but you're the one that paints it. Don't blame anyone else. But, Pastor, I've gone through some difficult things you just don't know. I've had some great obstacles that have been thrown in my way. Join the club. How many of y'all sitting here today that will tell me the truth that will not lie before God? You've had some difficult times in life. We all have gone through difficult, tough times. But you better believe it, we're still here. Because we're bound and determined. I've gone through some things, great things thrown at me. 
So the Lord's kind of dealt with me as I woke up at four o'clock this morning about the word severity. It's not a word that I would use. So in this life, severity will either crush you or make you. It'll either sharpen you or cause you to fail. Let me say it again. Severity will either crush you or become the stairs you climb in faith towards your greatness. Severity of life will either be your end or the open door to a new beginning. Genesis 12, 1 through 3, here we go. Now the Lord said unto Abram, get you out of your country. And from thy kindred and from thy father's house into a land that I will show you. Sounds simple, doesn't it? And he said, I will make of you, God speaking to Abram, I will make of you a great nation. And I'm going to bless you and make a name, make thy name great, and now thou shalt be a blessing. And I'll bless them that bless you and curse them that curses you. And in thee or you shall all families of the earth be blessed. You have to understand that Abram was living in a good life. He wanted for nothing. I did some study on him again this morning. Abram was living in the Ur of the Chaldees. If you do a little study on that, the Ur of the Chaldees was in Iraq, which was taken over by the Babylonian Empire. But you have to understand, he came from a family, so you have to understand how difficult this was. He came from a family of Sumerians. You hear about that on ancient, they talk about ancient astronauts and all that stuff. The Sumerians, that's where Abraham came from, that line. The Sumerians. His family worshipped the moon god, Nana. So when this god, the god of all things, speaks to him, Pastor Kenny, it wasn't all that simple. He understood gods, but now this God speaks to him and something was different about Elohim, about Yahweh. Something was different because this God spoke with an authority, spoke with a power. If he was not bound and determined, Abraham would have never made it. Follow me now. Here he is coming from a family serving other gods, but he had all that he wanted in that land. There was no need for him to leave, but God wanted him to be separate, wanted to separate himself from all those things so that they could make of him a great nation. I would say he was bound and determined. The Bible says in Hebrews 11, verse 8 through 10, in the King James Version, Hebrews 11, 8 through 10, follow me. We're talking about a man that had to be bound and determined. By faith, Abraham, when he was called to go out into a place which he should have to receive for an inheritance. God said, I'm going to give you an inheritance. What's that next word? He obeyed. And he went out not knowing whether he went. He didn't know where he was going to go. I mean, we can't even go to a restaurant until we sit in the driveway and figure out where we're going to go. If you're going to go on vacation, I don't know about y'all, but Denise plans on it for six months or a year. I mean, there's got to be a lot of places. Here, here God says to Abram, Abram, you're going to get out of your land. I'm going to show you a place to go. And I can see Abram now calling his wives together. Uh, let's see now how y'all going to chart this thing out. And God's saying, oh, no, 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 that's not the way it works. 
You'll move as I move you. Not knowing whether he went. By faith he journeyed in the land of promise. The Bible, King James says sojourned. In the land of promise. As in a strange country. Because it was strange. Dwelling in tabernacles. Tents. How many of y'all would like to live in a tent out there in the, in the wilderness? In the desert. He lived in tents with Isaac and Jacob. The heirs with him of the same promise. For he looked for a city. He was bound to a city he had not seen before, had not heard about. His family didn't teach about it. But he was bound and determined to look for a city which had foundations, whose builder and maker is God. Bound and determined to make it to that city. Abraham left a place of security. Abraham left a place of safety and provision. He left the God of his father. Because he was bound and determined to trust in the true and the living God. Not an idol made of wood and stone. And he left some of the smartest people on the planet earth at that time, the Sumerians. Their language was far, superseded everything and everybody. Their techniques were, and their architecture. Some said that they were, they were trained by the gods to do these things. By that, they mean the angels actually taught them. Think about that for a moment. This is what he left to go hang out in the desert. He set his mind. He set his heart on a city not made with the hands of men, but made with the hands of the almighty God. Romans 4, 16 through 17 in the New International Version. It says, therefore, the promise comes by faith. What promise? The promise of the Lord Jesus Christ. The promise of the gospel. He's trying to teach here in, these, in this teaching here that it wasn't about the law. It wasn't about the old covenant. And I'm not going to get into that right now. So you've got a lot of preachers still preaching the old covenant. And the old covenant has been finished. You say, well, Jesus didn't come to destroy the law. He came to fulfill it. Well, think about what you just said. He did fulfill it. He put the period on the sentence. And people miss that. They, they, they misquote it. He's saying that was the old former things. Now that's over with. That's done. Therefore, the promise comes by faith. How many of y'all want the promise that comes by faith? So you got to bound and determine to get a hold of it. So that it may be by grace and may be guaranteed to all Abraham's offspring. Why? Abraham is the father of faith. Why? Because he was bound and determined. Not only to those who are of the law, but also to those who are of the faith of Abraham. He is the father of us all. As it is written, I have made you a father of many nations. He is our father in the sight of God, in whom he believed, Abraham believed, the God who gives life to the dead, watch this, and calls things that are not as though they were. And we've got to be just like God. We've got to call things that are not as though they were. You start speaking to what you want and your desires and quit looking at, well, I don't know if that'll ever happen for me. Well, then what does it hurt you to speak it? We need to start claiming those things and stating those things as though they were. Now, let me clarify. The enemy of your soul doesn't want you to do that. He wants you to live in a stupor. Yeah. 
Here's a God that calls things that are not as though they were. And so I'm bound and determined to start speaking to this church and to you. We shall be strong. We shall go forward. We shall reach our community. We will reach this nation. Why? Because we've been called out and chosen and we've been placed here on Hurt Road by the hand of God. It wasn't easy for Abraham to follow God. Why? He was met with that word, severity. You can find it in Genesis. I'm going to give you a quick, quick study here. So you might want to write these down quickly. He met with severity the minute God tells him to leave his homeland to be a stranger in the land of Canaan. Severity. He's going somewhere he don't even know. Next, he immediately after his arrival in the promised land, he encounters a famine. So now, he's not only doing something God asked him to do, he's out there in a strange place, and now he's met with a famine. Then the Egyptians, he goes into Egypt, and the Egyptians seize his beloved wife, Sarah, and bring her to Pharaoh. Pharaoh wanted her as one of his women. Then Abraham faces incredible odds in the battle of the four and five kings. Remember Sodom and Gomorrah? They got into a big battle when all those kingdoms came. Some of them were very powerful nations. And Abraham decided because they took his brother Lot. He said, I'm going to go out and defeat these guys. And he went out and defeated this great battle, they call it. Insurmountable odds. And he defeated the kings. He marries in Hagar because Sarah didn't have a baby for him. Then God tells him to circumcise himself in an advanced age. That's severe. Then the king of Gerar, after this thing happened with Pharaoh, now we've got another king, captures Sarah, intending to take her for himself. Then God tells Abraham, I know what you've done with Hagar, but I want you to send away her and the child. That's his child. Send him away. You don't think that's severe? He had to be bound and determined. And then... Insult the injury, his son Ishmael becomes estranged to him. And that's the battle we see in the Middle East now is between Isaac and Ishmael. Severe. Then God tells him, now that we've waited all this time, you circumcised yourself, you've gone through hell. Now here's what I want you to do. I want you to take your promised son, go out and I want you to slay him. I want you to sacrifice him. Now I don't know about y'all, but that's severe. So here's a man... That becomes a father of faith because he was bound and determined to follow what God said. Because God will speak things that you may not understand to accomplish things that you'll never see. The problem we have now, we think we're so intellectual and we can't even scratch the surface of God. We're so intellectual, we're so smart, we want to argue with God. And let me tell you, it don't work. It just doesn't work. Your argument will not hold with God. Somebody said to my wife, this woman was an agnostic. She said, there can't be a God. Because if there was a true loving God, these things wouldn't happen. (laughs) Missing the point. There is a loving God, but there's human beings that have choice. They make choices. God didn't make me do some of the stupid things I've done in life, Collis. How about you, Christian? Can you blame God for the times you went out and did stupid stuff? 
But then we want to blame God because God could have stopped it. He's not going to. You have a will. You have a choice. Let's see how it turns out for you. I can see him standing as a good father. Let's see how that's going to work out for you, Rihanna. You think you can do it? Let's just see what you can do. But hear me. He is a loving father. And if you're bound and determined to do what's right in his sight, he'll bring you out. He'll bring you out. Abraham was bound and determined to make it to a place, a city whose builder and maker was God. He was bound and determined to walk in this thing we call faith. Abraham was bound and determined to see the glory of God at work in his life and the lives of his seed. Now I'll ask this question in closing. Will you be bound and determined to do the same?